Welcome to Grace Church. It's good to have you here with us this morning. And uh, how you liking all the snow? Huh? Yeah? How many people have had to see the chiropractor? Huh? Okay. Hey, not too many hands. That's good. Strong backs. Grace Church has a lot of strong backs. I like it. <clears throat> we are going to be in John chapter 10 this morning, looking at verses 10 through 15. And uh, just wanted to start out by saying this morning that, you know, you have one life, one life to live. And uh, today the average lifespan is 25,550 days. Okay, so that's how many days you will live if you keep the average. Some of us have a lot less days than that. Okay, some of us are going to be very close to that. 25,550 days is the average lifespan. So I have to ask you this morning, what if we all lived our lives with a laser focus, knowing exactly why we are here, knowing what we are supposed to do with our one and only life? Having this kind of perspective, if we all lived in such a way, we would reduce stress in our lives. We wouldn't be so stressed out because we would know why we're here. We would know what we're supposed to be doing. It would simplify our decisions. We would be able to say no and yes a lot more easily because we would know why we are here and we would know what we are supposed to be doing. It would increase the satisfaction in our lives. Our lives would be greatly fulfilled. We would be greatly satisfied because we would know why we are here and we would know what we are supposed to be doing. And most importantly, I believe it, it would prepare us for eternity. Church, I, I guess I just wanted to start the message this morning by reminding us that this life is just a little blip. The scripture says it's like a vapor. Okay, you're, you're boiling some water and you see that steam rise and it goes away. That's how our life is. It's just here for a moment. 25,000 days is not very much when you compare it to eternity. What are you going to do with the rest of your days? What are you going to do with today? What are you going to do with today? 2016 is going to be one of the most monumental years in the history of Grace Church. Okay, it really is. And it's going to be an amazing year because we have been planning, we have been preparing, we have been praying, and I believe this is a year that we launch. This is a year that we really move forward like never before. We have a very strong vision here at Grace Church. God is bringing a lot of strong and capable leaders and the dream has always been to truly impact this region with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But let's be honest, okay? Let's be honest. We have seen God do some great things over the past couple years. We've seen His hand of blessing. We've seen growth financially, numerically in our church. But we have not yet experienced a movement of God. La Plata County has not yet been rocked by the gospel 
of Jesus Christ. So I want to ask, what is it going to take to truly impact this region with the gospel of Jesus Christ? And I believe with the core of my being, I mean, at the deepest depths of my heart, I believe it's going to take you. And it's going to take you. And it's going to take you. And 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 you. How many people are in here this morning? You. And you. And you. Kind of get my point though, right? 1 Corinthians 12.27, the Apostle Paul says, All of you are Christ's body. Okay? Jesus left. He went back to heaven. He's sitting at the right hand of God at this very moment. And He left us to be His body. We are a representation of Jesus Christ to this community. You are. You are His body. And each one of you is a separate and necessary part of it. 1 Corinthians 12.27 Each of us has a role to play. And every role is important. There is no small service to God. It all matters. It's all extremely important. There are no insignificant ministries. There are no minuscule ministers. There's no tiny ministers you know, in the, in, in the church. And let me remind, remind you that if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you are a minister. Some are visible, some are behind the scenes, but all are extremely important. All are extremely valuable. You know, in my home, I don't know about yours, but in my home, the most important light is not the big lights that are hanging from the ceiling, okay? The most important light is that little night light at night, right? When I get up, you know, to do what I have to do, that little nightlight keeps me from stubbing my toe. Man, I seriously just want to kiss it every night. When one part of your physical body fails to function, the rest of the body suffers. Every part of the body is important. Imagine with me for just a moment, imagine if your liver decided to become selfish and just live for itself. Okay, this is your liver talking. What if your liver said, you know, I, I'm tired. I'm tired of cleaning and filtering all this blood. Uh, I don't want to serve the body anymore. I, I want a couple years off. You know, I want a couple years off to be fed, you know, to just kick back for a little bit. I, I've got to do what's best for me. Let some other part of the body take over. Let some other part of the body do all the work that I've been doing. You know, what would happen if your liver decided to live in such a way? You would die. Okay, you would die. Yet today, sadly, thousands of local churches are dying because Christians are unwilling to roll up their sleeves and serve and to be the body of Christ to the communities around them. Many Christians are sitting on the sidelines as spectators as the body suffers. And the body is weak and fragile because of that. The reality is, is we're all dependent on each other. 
We're all dependent on each other to see this vision of impacting this region become a reality. So what, what if we lived our lives with a laser focus to see this vision become a reality? What if it was what we talked about at our dinner tables as a family? What if that's what we talked about? Man, how can, how can we impact La Plata County? What if everything we did was to accomplish this mission? What if we went to work, not, not to just get a paycheck, but what if we went to work to be an influence and to have an impact and to share the love of Jesus Christ with those around us? What if we didn't play sports to be the star athlete, but instead we played sports to have an influence and to have an impact on the lives around us? What if the idea of impacting this region was what we talked about? What if it was what we prayed about? What if it was what we celebrated? And what if it was what we were all greatly invested in? And I only have one life to live. One life. You only have one life to live. And the reality is, is God has given every single one of us, every single one of us, some measure of influence. How are we using, how are we stewarding that one life that we've been given? God has placed you where you are. He has placed you with the people you're with. God has you at that job. He has you at your school. He has you in that particular line, standing by that particular person at the grocery store, for a reason. And what if we all lived our one life on mission? With a clear focus to see this vision become a reality. You know, the more we live out the gospel, the more natural it's going to become. The more we live out the gospel, the more it will begin to flow out of our lives with, with greater ease. We'll begin to share Jesus. We'll begin to look for opportunities to bless people. We'll begin to, to look for opportunities to bless people with acts of kindness. We'll begin to look for opportunities to bless people with encouraging words. Words that build up and words that strengthen. And we'll begin to earnestly pray for people. I don't know about you, but man, I'm getting fired up just thinking about a church that would live in such a way. That would be incredible. You know, Jesus had one life to live. He had one life to live. And, and the question I asked myself as I was preparing this sermon is, what did Jesus do with his one and only life? How did he live it? How did he steward it? And I believe John chapter 10 best summarizes how Jesus lived his one life while he was here on earth. And I'm going to read just a couple verses out of John chapter 10. And I pray that it truly blesses you and encourages you this morning. So I want us to read uh, John chapter 10, and we're going to read verses 10 through 15. And uh, Jesus is the one speaking here. And he says this, The thief's purpose is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Okay, The thief 
is our great enemy, Satan. And he is out to steal your joy. He's out to steal your life. He's out to steal your peace. And he is out to destroy your family. He wants to just grind you into dust. But Jesus goes on to say, My purpose is to give them, he's speaking of us, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am, remember this is Jesus talking, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. That's us again. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and he doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me just as my father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. Jesus had one life, just like you and me. He lived under the same constraints. He had 24 hours in the day. He had to sleep. He had to feed his body. You know, he lived under the same constraints. He had one life to live and he laid it down. He laid it down. He sacrificed his one and only life so that you and I could spiritually live. A couple things I want us to recognize in this passage and First of all, I think it's important for us to know that God wants our lives to be abundant. He wants our lives to be full, rich, and satisfying. God is so often misunderstood. He's always the one that gets the blame for everything. His name is the one that's used as a common cuss word. You know, when, when I'm working around guys and a guy you know, hits his thumb with a hammer, I don't ever hear him say, Muhammad. You know, I don't ever hear them say Buddha. No, they use the greatest name that is above all names, and that is Jesus Christ. You know, for uh, Christmas this year, we got the boys uh, t- tickets to a Denver Broncos game. Go Broncos! And uh, we just went for an experience rather than, you know, more toys. And... Uh, we went to the Monday night game on December 28th where they played the Cincinnati Bengals and they beat the Bengals. Amen? All right. <laughs> this is fun. Okay, but if you watched the game, the first half the Broncos played awful. It was just, it was really bad. I was like, man, this is going to be a long, cold game. And uh, they played really bad. And there was a guy sitting behind us who blamed Jesus Christ for everything, okay? Every bad play that the Broncos made, Jesus got the blame. And and everything in me wanted to say, come on, man. Like, Jesus didn't throw that pass, you know? Like, Jesus didn't miss the kick. He didn't miss the tackle. Jesus didn't fumble that ball. It's not Jesus' fault. You know, God is He's so quick to receive the blame for everything that goes wrong. And I, I guess I just lovingly want to remind us this morning that the reality is God is for us. 
He's not against us, the Scripture says. He died to save us, and His plans for us are good. He wants to give us a future, and He wants to give us hope. God is generous with us. He provides for us. He's providing the air that we're breathing right now. Matthew 7, verses 9-11 through 11 says this, speaking to parents. There's a lot of parents in this room. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? I don't, but that'd be kind of funny. I have to try that this afternoon. Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? Remember that God is for us. He's for us, church. He's not out to get us. He's not up there just foaming at the mouth with lightning bolts ready to strike. He's for us. And I want to help us remember that our true enemy is Satan. Our true enemy is sin. And our true enemy is death. So if you hit your thumb with a hammer, just feel free to yell out, Death! You know? Curse you. Curse you, death. That's our enemy. God has been so, so generous to our church. And Grace Church has been greatly blessed by God. And I just wanted this morning to share a couple things with you to to just show us all the goodness of God towards us as a church. You know, for for the past 15 years, we have seen just steady, healthy growth in our financial giving here at Grace Church. In the year of 2000, we had a total giving of just under $150,000, which was typical for that time. But now in 2015, because of your generosity and your faithfulness to the Lord, over $400,000 was given to the ministries of Grace Church, which is awesome. But again, that that growth, it, it has been steady. It's been healthy on average. We have grown about 10% a year. Over the past 10 years, our general giving has increased an average of 9% a year. What's more is if you look at the financial growth in just the past three years, we've seen an average increase of 16% per year, which is incredible. And that's extremely healthy, and it's something that we really can praise God for. Let me talk about something that is much more important and money, and that's people. Love God, love people. Our motto here is we want to use money and love people. Okay, We don't want to use people and love money. We don't want to get those two backwards. So we use money to bless people. We have seen growth in reaching people, which is always the most important statistic. So over the past five years, We've seen a 60% increase in our attendance here on Sunday mornings, which is averaging about 19% a year. 19% a year we have seen that growth. We have seen many babies born. I think it was after the Song of Solomon series. Um, We've seen many babies born, people getting married. 
We have seen people get saved. We have seen people baptized. We've seen husbands and fathers make the decision to lead their families in a godly way. Man, it's just been incredible. It's been incredible. So, what I want to do is just take a moment and I just want to pray and I want to thank God for His goodness towards us. If you could join me in prayer this morning. God, we love you. And I'm sorry that we that we just forget sometimes that you're for us. And I'm sorry that we blame you for the things that go wrong in our lives. And Father, I, I just wanted to thank you for your goodness towards us. You have been so kind. You have been so generous towards us. And and we pray, Lord, we do ask that your hand of favor and your hand of blessing would continue to be poured out upon the people of Grace Church. And I pray that your hand of favor and blessing would continue to be poured out upon the ministries of Grace Church. And we just give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know what's humbling is the Scripture says, like, man, oh yeah, Maybe it's, you know, the good leadership at Grace Church. And, man, we do have some great leaders, but what's humbling is the Scripture says God could have called up rocks to do His work. But somehow, some way, man, he, He's called me. He's called other pastors here at this church. It's just, it's just humbling, man. We just get to follow Christ where He leads. Back to our text in the book of John. We see... That Jesus, the good shepherd, he sacrifices his life for us. Jesus willingly gave up his life for you and for me. Okay? He, he jumped on the grenade. He took the blast. He, he took the bullet that was meant for you. He took the bullet that was meant for me. The good shepherd, whose name is Jesus, is the one we worship. We sing about Him. We talk about Him. We do our best to be like Him. He is our God. This Jesus is the one who said, I have come to give my life a ransom for many. I have come not to, not to be served, but to serve. Jesus Christ is the one who said, The greatest among you will be your servant. He is the one who said, whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And when I hear words like that from the one that I worship, it causes me to evaluate. It causes me to reflect on my own devotion. It causes me to to reflect on my own worship. And it leads me to ask myself this question. Am I willing to lay my life down? I want to be like Christ. I want to follow Him. I want, to, I want my life to look like His. His life ended in death. Brutal death. It's hard for me to go, ah, I don't really want that same outcome. You know? Am I willing to lay my life down? Are you willing to lay your life down for others? Jesus, the one we worship, said, You must turn from your selfish ways. 
pick up your cross and follow me. Following Jesus is not going to be easy. I think pastors do people a great misservice when they try to talk up salvation. Like, man, if you get saved, your life is just going to be a, just daisies and roses after that. The reality is, if you want to follow Jesus Christ, you better pick up your cross. It's going to be some rough roads. It might get even more difficult. If we're going to impact this region with the gospel of Jesus Christ, it means that the battles will probably intensify. If we're going to really go after it, hell's going to take notice. Hell's going to attack. And the battles will probably increase. I don't want to mislead us, church. I don't want to say, hey, let's like give this grandiose speech and we all get fired up and then we all get knocked out. I want us to walk into this reality of trying to impact La Plata County with our eyes wide open, knowing, knowing that we serve a great God, but we also have a horrible enemy. You know, Jesus gave the example of a hired hand. He gave the example of a hired hand who runs away when the wolves show up. Because the hired hand is not in it for the right reasons. So I have to ask, how will you respond? I, how will I respond when the wolves show up? And in life, mark it down, the wolves will come. A hired hand is just simply the one who's earning a paycheck. Just doing it for the money. He doesn't really care about the sheep. He won't put his life on the line for the sheep. Why are you here? Why are you here? What are your motives? What are your intentions? Don't simply be a hired hand. The one who doesn't really love God or doesn't really love His people. The one who isn't willing to get His hands dirty. The one who runs at the first sign of trouble. Church, I'm saying these words to challenge you this morning. But I honestly believe, thankfully, Grace Church doesn't have a hired hand reputation in this community. I'm thankful for that. Grace Church, on the contrary, is known in this community for its generosity. It's known for its faithfulness. Grace Church is far from perfect, okay? But Grace is known as a church that loves God and loves people. And that kind of a reputation can greatly impact a region. You know, this past Christmas season, we raised over $5,000 just to simply give it away to our community. Once again, because of your generosity. And we gave it to our community in the form of gift cards. And in one of the earlier snowstorms that we had in late 2015, uh, a couple in our church slid off the road into a ditch. And a man in an old beat-up tow truck stopped to give him a hand. And after he had pulled them out of the ditch, Cindy asked the man, 
what can we pay you for helping us? And he said, you know, whatever you think is right. And so Cindy wrote the man a $40 check. And as she was writing the check, she remembered that she had a gift card from Grace Church in her purse. And so she gave the driver the $40 check, and on top of the check was the gift card uh, from Grace. And the man was very appreciative for the generosity, but when he saw the gift card, he lit up. He lit up. And he said, I can't tell you how much this church has done for me and my family. Grace Church has given us meals at Thanksgiving. Grace Church has helped us financially during some extremely difficult times. And looking at Cindy and pointing at the gift card, this tow truck driver said, this is a good church. This tow truck driver who doesn't even attend Grace Church spent a couple minutes bragging on you guys. Friends, remember, you are Grace Church. You are. Each of us has a role to play, and every role is important. Are we collectively, as a body, willing to lay our lives down for others? Thankfully, Grace Church doesn't have a hired hand reputation, but rather one of generosity and kindness and love. And in order for that reputation to continue, in order for that kind of a reputation to grow, we need you. We must collectively, as a body, be willing to lay our lives down. Lastly, in our text in John, the Scripture says, the good shepherd knows his sheep and they know him. When you love someone, you know them. Okay? You know the sound of their voice. You know their likes and their dislikes. You know their heart. You know their passions, their wishes, their circumstances. God knows you. He loves you. He knows your likes, your dislikes. He knows your heart. He knows your passions and your wishes. He knows all about your circumstances. He's gifted you, and just like a good shepherd, He loves you with gentle regard and with special care. This good shepherd, the one we worship, Jesus Christ, said the two greatest things that we should focus on as a church is loving Him and loving people. Loving Him and loving people. And we will never truly influence La Plata County with the gospel of Jesus Christ if we don't love the people of La Plata County? Do we know about our community? Do we know? Do we love? Last year, your pastors, the pastors of grace, we, we met together and we, be, we began praying and dreaming and seeking what the Lord would have us do in 2016. And we were all struck with the sense that greater steps need to be taken to see this vision become a reality. Like we, we can't play it safe. i got one life to live. you got one life to live. And we were quick to realize that Grace Church will not impact this region without you. This vision cannot be carried out with the pastors alone. That would be lame. 
Okay? We need you. And as we continued to meet, and you could see passion and confidence building, because we knew if we all pull together, this vision can become a reality. We can become a church that not only impacts La Plata County, but we can become a church that brings a smile to the face of God. You know, because of some very timely leadership training that we went through and, and through the influence of some really godly leaders, we decided to host our first ever Grace Church Summit. Doesn't that sound awesome? Huh? What is the Grace Church Summit? Okay. I think that sounds incredible. That's like it's going to change the world. On January 31st, we're asking everyone who's committed to the success of this church to come together on one day, January 31st, to pray our best prayers, to share our greatest ideas, and to give tremendous energy to help this vision become a reality. We believe, honestly, we believe that some of the greatest ideas, some of the greatest thoughts are sitting unsolicited right here in front of me this morning. These ideas and thoughts, your ideas and thoughts, are talked about at your dinner tables. They're talked about in coffee shops and, you know, different areas and places. We knew somehow, some way, that we needed to hear these ideas. We need to hear these thoughts. And so we got to work and the leadership team worked really hard to create a tool that would give you an opportunity to speak directly into the life of Grace Church. So, here's what's going to happen. After the sermon this morning, if we have your email, you're going to receive an email from Grace Church and, and you're going to receive a survey. If you don't, if we don't have your email, we have hard copies okay, in the lobby uh, at the Welcome Center. But you're going to get a survey and, and you're going to fill out this survey to to help us decide what areas we need to focus in on at the, G, at the GC Summit. And together on Sunday, January 31st, we're going to begin to realize this vision. We're going to begin to, to take serious steps forward in impacting this region. Because we're praying at this summit that we're going to be, be able to set direction for this year and the years to come. You can fill out the survey that we send to your email, or you can pick up a hard copy once again at the Welcome Center. But here's what I ask. If you, if you could, please fill out the survey with great candor. Be honest. Even if you're like, man, this, it's, you don't have to put your name on it. Okay, that's good. But fill it out with great candor. And I hope and pray that you would fill it out with a deep-rooted desire to make Grace Church, your church, better. How can, we, how, how can we become better? How can we really impact this community? And if anything else, and we're stepping out, I don't really know of too many churches that have done this. I don't know of one personally myself. But if anything, I hope this will help you to know that we're not messing around. Impacting La Plata County is not just some fancy saying that you would expect to hear at Grace Church or at any church. Okay? 
We want to take it serious and we want to do our best to move forward with great intentionality. And we want to see this region impacted with the Gospel. You have one life to live. I have one life to live. And man, I want us all to make it count. I want us to live in such a way that hell does take notice. And if we all decide to live a life of love, we'll impact this region with the, uh, with the cause, with the gospel. I'm going to ask Keith, if you could, to come on up and the worship team. and They're going to sing a song of reflection this morning. I just want us to take time to reflect and to think about the message you've heard, to think about how God is ministering to you. Hopefully the Holy Spirit is just speaking to you loud and clear right now. I'm going to ask you to use this time to pray. Like, man, how would God have you live your one life? Examine your heart and make a decision. I hope that there's some decisions made this morning. I'm going to decide this morning to quit doing it the way I think it should be done, the way I want to do it, and I'm going to begin living my life to honor Christ. Man, that'd be incredible. That would be awesome. So uh, as the... As the worship team leads us this morning, I pray that you'll have some good reflection. I pray that the Holy Spirit will speak to you in powerful ways. I'm going to close in prayer this morning. Father God, you've led us to, to venture out into some unknowns. You've led me personally to do some things, to lead our church in, in, in things that we've never done.